Hi guys, welcome back to a new episode of Wine and Wine with your host Yvonne Wanjiro. Whew. I think this is like the sixth tick. The sixth tick. <laughs> because it has been a hot minute since I created a podcast episode due to reasons unbeknownst to you. But I'm glad <laughs> that I have finally gotten around to making, creating a new episode of my podcast. And I am trying to get my momentum back. So for all those who have been impatient with me, who have been wondering what is going on, thank you for the patience. And I think we are back in business. So yeah, let's get right into it with my focus of today's episode, which is the Netflix show from scratch. So let's get right into it. Um, initially, I was not sold on the show and I was genuinely not going to watch it because it felt overdone, overplayed. And I thought that I wouldn't actually see anything new in the show because from what I saw online or from what the trailer kind of like implied, it felt to me like it was just another tragic romance story with no substance to it and that it was going to be just that, another, yeah, just another tragic romance story, but... This show sneaks up on you. And I don't hate that. I don't hate that. I like what they did with the show. Do I appreciate the fact that I had to get through the first three episodes, which in my opinion were the hardest thing for me to do for the show? No, I don't particularly appreciate that. I enjoy that. But I am glad that I held on, that I was tenacious enough to get through the part, the first three episodes of the show. And I got to the bones, the structure, the thing that made the show, I want to say, such a hit and so spoken about online. I am so glad that I gave myself the grace to wait it out because, yes, yes. So let's just get started. The generic aspects of From Scratch. So From Scratch starts off with the leading lady, Amy, played by Zoe Saldana. Is it Saldana or Saldana? I don't know. Zoe Saldana landing in Italy. And immediately off the bat, we are informed that she is there for an art. I don't know whether to say scholarship or fellowship or an art course. And she's going to take part in the art course for the summer. Either before she gets into law school or away from her work in law school, from her semester in law school. So, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, almost immediately, oh, almost immediately, <laughs> she meets an American and she makes friends with them. And this American best friend... <sighs> Seems very overdone as well. And she was not fleshed out throughout the show, even till the end. And she kind of seemed like she was there to just 
make inappropriate sexual jokes overdone and funny painful to sit through over sexual jokes and i didn't like that and it's kind of felt to me like she was there to be the mindy from emily in paris to felt like she was there to be the mindy to amy's character and i don't like that i don't like when they do that it's very cringy it's very annoying and it was very boring but yeah amy learns in italy she makes an american friend almost immediately who is there to deliver some very overdone sexual jokes i roll and yeah she amy almost immediately gets found by or finds a rich italian dude who falls at her feet and he just happens to have access to i don't know that call them exclusive art pieces in italy by italian artists and again this is why i'm saying that at first from scratch feels very generic very overdone very plain very i hate to say this very boring because let me explain it follows the typical formula an american girl goes to an ex exotic european country she gets there for some whimsical reason like art like a new job and she over what's the word that i'm looking for she fantasizes she over fantasizes or fetishizes the romantic aspects of that country and the people in that country and she just happens to find a fellow american or a fellow english speaking individual whether a guy or a girl in the exotic country and when she finds this individual they immediately become fast friends and this individual is there to kind of push forward this um i don't know why the words are leaving me today this huh stereotypes sorry about this exotic country for emily in paris it was the french are promiscuous and are very sexual for italy in this situation it's that italians are very passionate and they love food and uh, i don't know about you but i'm so tired of seeing these things on my screen because i have not been to italy personally unfortunately I have not met any Italian person but I doubt if that is what the country truly is if that is how the people in the country truly are the same thing with Emily in Paris so I, so many people have such an issue with Emily in Paris and I know that is not what we are talking about today but let me just say it cuz I can't believe this show had a, has a third season this is coming from somebody who only watched the first season of Emily in Paris and i thought to myself that i'm not going to subject myself to that nonsense ever again but for some reason this show has a third season after all the backlash that it received for fetishizing and over romanticizing what paris actually is and who the french people actually are i'm i'm ranting and i'm so sorry but yeah i think you get i think you get what i am saying about the show being generic because immediately after <clears throat> She meets this rich Italian dude played by the dude who played the Luca on Grey's Anatomy. She meets another guy who is the leading man called Lino. I don't know his actual name. 
called Lino in the show and <sighs> the leading man also felt very boring. I'm so sorry to say it. He felt very boring and very overdone, overplayed because he had a whimsical job. He was a chef and before he was a chef, the guy was an Italian who learned English to be an English translator. <clears throat> to be a translator of Italian books into English. And I honestly feel like it was just a convenient plot point for the writers to explain why this man who was born and bred in Italy speaks such good English. Anyway, I think I have lost track of my train of thought, but I think you get what I'm saying. <clears throat> At first, the show felt very generic, very overdone, very overplayed, with the leading characters having very whimsical careers, having very romanticized careers, and that almost made me not finish the show. So yeah, that's the generic aspect of From Scratch, and I hate saying this because I know it is based on a true story, I have not read the book that it is based on. I don't know if it was a biography or an autobiography. And I don't mean to offend the person, the woman who went through this with her partner. <clears throat> but it generally felt overplayed. I feel like I'm over-explaining myself. But yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So she goes to Italy for musical, <clears throat> sorry, for musical reasons. She meets two men who immediately fall for her for reasons <sighs> let me tell you this <laughs> during the first three episodes or is it the first two episodes i found myself rolling my eyes so much at everything that amy said because no one talks like that if you have watched the show no one talks like that Absolutely nobody, no one talks the way they talk. Nobody randomly quotes a book. Nobody randomly quotes an art. Nobody, nobody talks about art like it's the second coming of Christ. Nobody talks like that. So, yeah, at first I hated the show. I hated the show. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, let's let's keep going so yeah the show gets worse before it gets sad and i know that's a very weird thing to say but hear me out um so her and the rich i don't know whether i'm why i'm doing air quotes to it but her and the rich dude who she may who she meets at first um <clears throat> break up because he was an ass who did not see that coming Anyway, because he was an ass. And when he meets his dad, he kind of like fumbles. And he is almost as elitist as the girl's dad is, as Amy's dad is. So yeah, she breaks up with him and dates the chef guy, Lino. And <clears throat> I won't even get into how they got back together. 
that's a whole other can of worms that I don't want to open because that's what I'm trying to concentrate on this episode and I feel like I have already bashed this show so much after saying that I loved it. But no, genuinely, I loved it. And I'm about, I'm about to get to why I loved it. But yeah, so they get back together, her and Lino, after breaking up for, I think, a month. Or a week. I don't know, time as a concept for this show was very confusing to me. Yeah, yeah, because she was supposed to be in Italy for the summer, but it felt like she was there for close to an year or even two years. But whatever, whatever. They get back together and they decide to move back to the US of A together. So to put this into context, because I feel like this is a, a very idiotic decision for any adult to make. This guy has known this chick for less than an year, I think. Because again, time as a concept in this show was very confusing to me. So he has known the main girl, Amy, for less than a freaking year. And he decides that I will leave my job, my good job that I like as a chef in Italy, to follow this girl back to the US and I think it's going to be fine I think I'm going to get there I'm going to find a job as a chef a job that I will like as much as I like this job that I am currently in right now that is paying me enough that is keeping me fulfilled in in life but I will follow her because I love her I don't have a plan I'll just wake up. I don't have a job in the US of A. No, she's not going to go before me and prepare the way for me and at least find a way for me to get a job because America is her home country, meaning that it will be easier for her to find a job for me. I will not do that. I'm just going to follow her. And she is going back to the US because she has a job lined up in the field that she wants to work in, in the art world. And even if she does not get this job, she has a safety net to fall back on with her dad paying for her low degree, for her low career. But you know what? I'm just going to go there because I love her. I'm going to leave my job. That's the bit that kind of <clears throat> act me so much. I am going to leave my proper paying job as a, as a chef in Italy to follow this chick that I have known for less than a year. To go to the States with her and... I mean, everything is going to be fine. We are in love after all. Love wins. Anyway, like I was saying, he makes the most idiotic decision that any adult can make and uproots his whole life to go to the US to follow Amy. And when he gets there, shocker, he does not get a job immediately. And finding a job in America as a chef is very hard because we all know from the movies we have seen, from the news that we read and that we see, that America is very welcoming to immigrants, right? 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 No. So, yeah. He gets there, obviously, does not find a job as a chef. And he ends up working at a very washed-up restaurant. A very washed up fast food restaurant and basically his skills are obsolete here and amy on the other hand has all her career and her life dreams coming to pass she's working at an art gallery she's working with artists she's representing artists she's not painting 
but she is in the art world she is making developments for her art career right and as expected lino kind of resents her for it cuz the dude uprooted his whole life so that he can be with her and when he gets to the states he basically starts realizing slowly that this was the wrong decision for him to make he jumped the gun and i guess the resentment towards his girl but <laughs> if you are here for a proper resolvement of issues and conflicts in this show there is no such thing that's uh, i love the show i feel like i'll have to keep saying this throughout this episode i love the show i genuinely liked the show but i hated the fact that there was zero to no conflict resolution in this show i resent my partner because my career goals are not being met my career is being has basically plateaued and has digressed but her career is moving forward i resent her for this but the show is not going to give it a proper fleshing out a proper resolution they genuinely just had sex and that was the end of it I don't like that. I I didn't like that. Okay? So yeah, yeah, that part of the resentment towards Amy was that that her career was advancing, but he's was stagnant. And second of all, he is in this new country. Amy has a very elaborate support system behind her, but he is kind of isolated. Let me explain. So, <laughs> I almost fell down. So, um Amy's family is very tight knit, very close knit. First of all, Amy and Lino are living with Amy's sister in the states, number 1. Second of all, they have this thing. I don't know whether I can't pro- my memory kind of fails me when it comes to the in, to the intimate uh to the intimate details of this show. But I think they had regular dinners and regular cookouts and and regular potlucks as a family. They will see each other often. They will communicate often. And this presented kind of a problem because first of all the family was very dysfunctional. Let me explain. The mom and the dad were divorced. And we are informed that the mom kind of abandoned her kids and went to live her life without her family. So that kind of puts a strain on the relationship between the mother and the daughters and also the dad and the mom their relationship is very volatile cuz like i said she basically left the family and abandoned the kids so there's that there's also the fact that the dad is very elitist and he kind of looked down on Lino for him being a chef and when they came to the US and he did not have a proper job a high paying job which to him was a proper job again elitist he kept looking down on Lino cuz also he didn't have a proper a proper university degree and by proper i mean he wasn't a lawyer or a doctor or an engineer basically that's what the father hinted at when he first met Lino right so the dad is elitist the mom and the dad don't have a proper relationship the mom can be described as eccentric cuz again she left the family all but abandoned her kids and yeah yeah and then there is the stepmom who was quite honestly really lovely i loved the stepmom the stepmom was 
a ray of sunshine. So yeah, Amy has this whole elaborate yet dysfunctional support system. Her career is growing steadily and her boyfriends or was he her husband at this point again cannot recall the intimate details of the show but lino's career has all but plateaued and that that leads to resentment which again not properly fleshed out but whatever uh eventually Lino's career starts picking up because the restaurant that he was working at, he worked there, I think, for about, I want to say three or four years, but I don't know. His career kind of, there's a light at the end of the tunnel in terms of his career because he finds an idea, he gets this idea to find, I don't know whether to call them an angel investor, in his new idea for a restaurant he has an idea for a new restaurant i'm so sorry my words are everywhere my thoughts are everywhere <sighs> bear with me but um yeah yeah he has this idea for a new restaurant and all he has to do is look for an investor and there's a light at the end of the tunnel for his career for amy's career she gets this opportunity to get to actually do what she has always wanted to do with her artwork but that means she has to leave her high-paying job still in the art world and take another low-paying job, but it is what she actually wants to do. So it seems like everything is working out for them and then disaster strikes. So after hitting his knee, Lino goes in to see a doctor and he is immediately directed to, I want to say, an oncologist. Can, let's just call them a cancer specialist because I can't recall what the doctor's name is. But yeah, he's referred to, <laughs> I want to say an oncologist, he's referred there and they are informed that he has a type of soft tissue cancer on his knee and for that reason they cannot operate on him because the cancer spreads really easily. So this is the point in the episode where I put up a trigger warning for grief, a lot of grief, for cancer, for death, for, yeah, I think you get what I'm saying. But yeah, that happens and they cannot operate on him because it's very, it, it, it can very easily spread to other parts of the body and this means that he has to start chemotherapy immediately. So this means that Amy cannot take up the job of her dreams. She has to stay in the high paying job because medical bills. Lino cannot work anymore because medical situation. And everything becomes dark very quickly. So yeah. This whole situation was really hard, especially for Amy, because Lino did not want Amy to tell anyone about the situation that he was in, about his cancer. And I don't think this was fair to Amy at all, because she had to take up the emotional, the emotional, the money and the physical 
strain in the relationship. I mean that she had to be there for Lino. She had to do the cooking, the cleaning, the housework on her own. And she was the sole breadwinner for the two of them. And they had moved out of Amy's sister's house. So it was just a strain all around for her. And because she wanted to respect the wishes of her significant other, she did not have a support system around her because he did not want anybody to find out what was going on. And I feel like that wasn't fair to Amy at all. And that was a very sucky situation for her to be in. But eventually her family finds out when her sister pops up for a random visit because again her and her sister's relationship became strained because I did not mention this, her sister felt very much like the magical Negro uh, in this story, meaning that she was there as just a sounding board for Amy and she also did not get much development. Her character was not fleshed out at all. All I can tell you about the sister is that she was a teacher. She had a very gorgeous boyfriend who turned into a husband and by the end of the show she was pregnant. That's all I can tell you about the sister. She was not properly fleshed out. She was just there to give Amy advice and be there as Amy's support. And when she pointed this out, they had an argument with Amy. Amy moved out with Lino. And now she came to see Amy because they had not talked in a minute. Because Amy genuinely just went undercover when Lino says that he does not want anybody to know about this. But eventually they find out and this kind of eases some things with the housework, the cooking and the cleaning and she had the emotional support that she needed. But this also presented a new I don't know whether to call a new angle to the show. The angle of grief. Let me explain. So both families find out, both Lino's and Amy's family. And Lino's family also came with a whole lot of baggage that I'm not going to talk about in this episode. That's not what I want to focus on. But yeah, Lino's family also came with a lot of baggage. But they all found out and they came in to help Lino and Amy in this situation financially, physically, emotionally. Yeah? And you basically sat down and you had to watch these people grieve. The family grieving or trying to come to terms trying to come to terms with the fact that they might not have Lino around for much longer. Having to accept the fact that they might have to watch their loved one die slowly, shrivel up, become a shell of who they once were. And leave them. The whole family and also Amy was grieving that. And Amy and Lino, they they needed to, I don't know whether they actually got the chance to grieve who they were before the cancer, what their relationship was before the cancer, and who they could have been if the cancer did not come into play. I hope you get what I'm saying. It was like, the show got very heavy very fast. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. They had to come to terms with that, with the fact that all they had planned 
might not come to pass because Lino might have died. And even if he did not die, their lives would not have looked the same after that because, again, it was on the knee and it kind of affected him and his mobility and everything in between. That he might have, he might end up being dependent on meds for the rest of his life. And that comes with a whole aspect of financial strain. And that they will not get to live up to who they should have been fully, live up to who they should have been without the cancer. So yeah, it, it was basically watching a group of people grieve somebody who is alive. Yeah, it was heavy. It got heavy, but eventually he goes into remission. But before he goes into remission, Amy has this conversation with Lino's caretaker who also lost a partner to cancer a few years back. And he all but tells her, he basically tells her that one, no one would blame her if she left. Yeah, people will look at her funny, but no one should blame her if she would have decided to leave. Because she did not sign up for this in the first place. And I know that's a very harsh thing to say. But it's the truth, because they were not married, for one. And second of all, that is too much for anybody to handle. And I know it's a very messed up thing to say, but that is what he implied, if that is not what he said directly. Again, the details of the show are very cloudy to me. But he told her that nobody would blame her if she decided to leave. Even, even if it was not then, if it was after he went into remission. Nobody would blame her for leaving. But if she stayed, that would be her decision. That would be her choice. And she would have to accept that this is her choice. And she would have to deal with her choices. With the consequences that come with her staying. And that it's okay if she felt like she did not deserve it, that she did not sign up for this. That does not make her a terrible person. It is what it is. That situation is hard for anybody. And yeah, basically, that's what he told her. But she decided to stay, which kudos to her. She decided to stay. And she accepted that from here on out, her life will not look the way she wanted it to look. It was painful for her. She was grieving that. But it was what it was. So yeah. Yeah, eventually Lino goes into remission after he got admitted into a medical trial and thankfully he did not get the placebo. He got the actual meds and he goes into remission. But this still meant that he still had to go for checkup, I think, every month or every week. I'm not sure. And he still had to stay on his meds and he had to keep up a certain lifestyle, whatever, whatever, whatever. But thankfully, he goes into remission. And him and Amy get married and they decide to adopt a baby and they give her the most beautiful name, Idalia. I love that name. So, yeah. Uh, even though he goes into remission, he is significantly slowed down, meaning that he cannot actually be a, ch a chef a chef oh god a chef anymore because again his knee and he is still significantly weak because of the meds and the chemo that he underwent before he his health is not what it used to be so amy has to take up being the sole breadwinner of the family and he became the stay-at-home dad 
but this arrangement was not fulfilling to Amy at all because Idalia and Lino had their own routine, they had their own special bond, and she felt very left out in this situation. And she wasn't happy, she generally was not happy, and thankfully they believe in communication and she communicated this to her husband. And they found a way to balance out um, the relationships that they both had they both had their own bond with their daughter. They both had their own individual separate bond with their daughter. And they had different things that they would do together with their daughter to help with their relationships. And they, f they found a very beautiful, a very nice balance to it with Amy still working and Lino being at home. But there was a balance. And I liked seeing that. I liked that they worked that out. But <laughs> I wrote in my notes, in my script, Lino and Amy needed a lot of therapy after what they underwent and some guidance on how to understand they are they are new and then they are new fragile sorry they needed some guidance on how to understand the new fragile nature of their relationship because they felt like they were on borrowed time I feel like that I don't need to say anything more I feel like that explained everything I'm smart here no um <laughs> Uh, they they were also both kind of very jealous when it came to Idalia. Like I explained, Amy was jealous because Lino got to spend a lot of time with her and he had his own special bond with her. But at the same time, she felt guilty of feeling jealous about that because at the back of her mind, she knew that the cancer could come back at any time. And Lino kind of had limited time with Idalia. So it was kind of like... Uh, I don't know that call it an enigma for her. It was kind of an imbalance for her because, yeah, she has every right to feel jealous, but at the same time, she feels like she doesn't have any right to feel jealous because I think you get what I'm saying. So there's that. And Lino was jealous of Amy because he also knew that at any time the cancer could come back and her time with Idalia would be cut short and it will be done. And he basically had four more because he knew he would miss out on the rest of the life on, on the rest of Idalia's life. Yeah, this is why I'm saying they need therapy. But yeah, they found a way around it and yeah, they have I think seven or five solid years without the cancer coming back with Lino going for checkups every month, being give, being given a clean bill of health. Da -da 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 -da. Yeah. But Things get dark once again. After after one last um after one of his routine checkups, something suspicious is detected and like he feared um the cancer was back. He did not immediately tell Amy about what was detected. And what was about to happen once again, but yeah, it happened. And it immediately felt like their friends and family sensed that this might be it. And they quite frankly seemed helpless at this point or at this stage or yeah, with this situation. They seemed helpless because they had to watch the people that they loved, Amy, Lino and Idalia going through the worst type of hell and pain 
and they felt like at the back of their minds they felt like this is it he is not going to make it out of this time out of it this time this this is the end and they could not do anything to help they just all they could do is watch and help with housework and give emotional support but they could not take away the suffering from them which i feel like is a very hard position to be for any loved one in the situation but yeah Linori starts his chemo but the cancer is very aggressive and he decides that he does not want the treatments anymore and all he wants is palliative care as he waits for the inevitable to happen. This part of the show was very heavy because we, we watched friends and family saying their final goodbyes quite literally. We had to watch Amy being told how she is going to prepare Idalia for the death of her father. We watched Lino turn from this vibrant, happy, he was literal sunshine. We watched him turning from that to the shell of who he previously was. We watched him decline. We basically watched him die. Uh, we had to see Idalia. Um, we had to see Idalia touch the cold body of her father because part of what Amy was told that what she had to do to prepare Idalia for the inevitable was take her to watch her father die, basically, for lack of a better word. So, yeah. Yeah. Friends and family say their final goodbyes and Amy and Idalia watch this man who they love and adore basically die. They genuinely watched him die. And they had to touch him and see that he was cold even when he was alive. They watch him slowly wither up and he flits away before their eyes. Again, this show, it, it, it became very heavy very fast. It felt like a trauma dump at some point, but I had to tell myself that this is how life goes, whether we like it or not. But yeah, so Lino dies, R.I.P. Lino dies, and the aftermath is especially hard for Amy. We essentially watch her go into depression where she couldn't take care of Idalia anymore. She did not have the strength to she did not have the strength to get out of bed. She did not have the strength to see anybody to be who she once was. She genuinely wanted to die and follow the love of her life. And watching people tell her that she needs to be strong which I get she needed to be strong for her child to take care of her child. That kind of rubbed me off the wrong way. It made me so angry to watch people tell her that she needs to be strong. Because she had been strong for so many years. And she had been strong hoping that the love of her life would make it out alive. With this person who she loved and adored would make it out alive. But he did not. So she felt like all that was for nothing. And she was angry. She was hurt. She was in pain. 
and this was just a culmination of all that together and i get i get that she had to be strong for her daughter but at the same time she needed to grieve for much longer than she had the opportunity to especially after finding out on his deathbed literally that the reason why they got together and they got to have this life is because he waited on her quite literally waited on her outside in the rain because she fell asleep and it's a whole thing but he waited for her well damn 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 and before lino died he instructed that his ashes be taken back to sicily and be spread in sicily and she could not find the strength to go back to the country and the area where it all began for them where her beautiful love story began where where this whole thing began but she does she does go back to italy and sicily stays with lino's mom his dad died that's a whole other thing not getting into it um goes to sicily with idalia's lives with idalia's mom for a minute and yeah spreads the ashes a lot more happens after lino dies after she goes back to sicily after she decides to move to sicily but i won't get into that that's where i want to stop this episode so a lot more happens that makes the show hunting haunting sorry that makes the show haunting but i am honestly so glad that i gave from scratch a chance and i sat through the first three episodes that would be so angry and so disappointed but yeah will i ever rewatch this show no not really because i honestly did not even finish the show even being honest it became too much for me and i had to stop i did not finish the show i don't think i'm ever going to rewatch the show but i feel like it was a very haunting and a very honest depiction of what cancer does not just to the patient but to the family and their loved ones and the pandemic that is cancer i hate to call it that but i feel like it is and the tragedy of cancer and I don't have the tools or the experience to speak on that bit of the show but I feel like they also depicted the grief really insanely accurately it was very insanely accurate the way they they depicted they did well they depicted the grief in the show but yeah I'll end it there <laughs> It got quite dark because the show was quite dark, honestly. But yeah, that is from scratch. If you haven't watched it, trust me, it is worth your time, including the first couple of episodes. It's worth your time. It's not as generic as you think it is. It's yeah, I liked it. I liked it. So yes, if you have made it this far, thank you so much um please share tell a friend to tell a friend and uh, yeah 
I will upload a Spotify video to this. For those who can see me on video, hi. Um, for those who would prefer to watch me do the podcast episodes, and also I want to maximize my my content reach because yeah, I want to do this for much longer, and I enjoy doing it. So yeah, if you've made it this far, thank you once more. Please share, tell a friend, tell a friend. Uh, tell me what you want me to watch and talk about next. I'm always open to your suggestions. And yeah, I think that's all I have to say for now. And I'm so sorry I disappeared for that amount of time. But I'm back. And I'm so sorry that this episode is this long. I hope you listen all the way through. But yeah, anyway, goodbye. <laughs> Have a nice rest of your day, a good night, a good morning, whenever you're going to be listening to this ad. And yeah, I hope you're listening to this while sipping something because it's called wine and wine for a reason. So yeah, bye!